Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. You know, hallelujah is the highest praise that we can give God. But just saying it is one way to praise Him, but our lives should be the hallelujah. Not just in what we say, you know, because a lot of people give a lot of lip service. But what God is asking of you today is be my hallelujah, be my praise. He doesn't want you just to walk around saying, oh, God is good. He wants you to be the display of the goodness of God in your life. Now, I'm not here to promise that everything in your life is going to go good. The Bible says that a man born of a woman is yet a few moments and full of trouble. You're going to have trouble. Jesus said it himself. He said, you're going to have some issues and need tissues in this life. But I have overcome them so that you could overcome them also. Jesus didn't avoid the cross. He didn't avoid being rejected. He didn't avoid temptation. He didn't avoid whatever troubles this, this world had to offer him. But he overcame them so that we can overcome them too. So let your life be the hallelujah. We should face problems head on. Come on. Praise God. See, some of, some of us don't understand and don't have the vision of who God is. And that's why when we, get, we have problems, we, we look and we see God as this, like a buddy. He's a friend. He's another man. He's standing with me. And we don't have the right concept of who God is. God came in the flesh so that we could, he could dwell among us. But when we think about God, when he's sitting on the throne, it's, he's not some big dude with a big gray beard, with a robe on, with lightning bolts in his hands. The Bible declares that he's a consuming fire. I got I to gotta share this. You guys go ahead and sit down. I'm going to share this. You guys have a seat because I'm just really feeling the Lord stirring. I got a message. We may not even get to this, but I could just feel something right now because God says, I need my people to know who I am because there's people in here today. I, yeah, yeah, look, we know that Jesus Christ is resurrected. We know that he is a living God. We're here celebrating that. But God is just showing me right now, there's some of us in here that keep facing problems and we're submitting to our problems because we don't realize who God is. We don't know who God is. And that's real. I know Jesus. I know who God is. But we're not seeing him correctly. Praise God. I'm about, I, I, know, I know what the Lord is doing. He is going to change your view. He is going to change your view of who he is. So when those problems come up in front of you, whether it's a light bill or something that ain't being paid, whether it's your child acting like they fell and bumped their head or whether the doctor just told you you got cancer, you are about to see who God is. Come on. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Turn to Hebrews chapter 12. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I just ask right now that you speak to your people, Lord, that we may be revealed through your word who you are. We thank you for that right now, God, so that we could stand as children of the most high God, Lord, that we know that you are our father and God, that you are for us. And we thank you for that right now. In Jesus name. Amen. amen. Hebrews 12, 18. And it reads, for you have not come into the mountain that may be touched and that burned with fire and the blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of a trump and in the voice of words so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. 20, for they could not endure what was commanded. And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to the innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly in the church of the firstborn who was registered in heaven, to God the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant, and the blood of, that was sprinkled speaks better things that of Abel. See that you do not refuse him who speaks, for if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But he now, he has promised, saying, yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of the things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire fire. I'm not going to break this whole scripture down, but uh, as you guys know, that, that, that there was a mountain that, that Moses went up on and he met with God. And as it said in the scripture, how when the mountain was up there and, and, and Moses went on top of the mountain, he saw God and he feared God so much. I want you to also know that everybody knows that when he went up there for the first time he saw God, he saw God in a burning bush, fire. It goes on to say at the very last scripture, it says, for our God is a consuming fire. In this scripture, it, it describes him as a tempest. If you don't know what a tempest is, a tempest is a great and mighty storm out at sea. The ships usually were lost because of a tempest. It would blow and destroy ships. So you can imagine in your mind a, a crazy storm, dark, winds blowing from all over the place. It describes our God as a tempest. It also describes him as a whirlwind. A category five, tornado, is called the finger of God. They usually run over a mile wide, and as they go across the land, it destroys everything in its path. I need you to hear me today, because we have such a wrong picture of who our father is. We see our father as just a mere man, 
But God here, right here in his word, is describing himself as a tempest, as a whirlwind, as a consuming fire. Now, I need you to picture this in your mind's eye. I need you to picture a storm blowing, the most worst storm you've ever seen on the news. Then I need you at the same time to picture a whirlwind right in the middle of that storm, the the finger of God, a Category 5 hurricane blowing, and all that being fire. And I want you to place yourself right in the middle of it. And you stand there and you can see this giant whirlwind of fire and blowing and anything in its path is destroyed. The ground is shaking because when the Lord speaks, the ground shakes. God can speak and and what happens, creation will come undone. Because he's a mighty God. He's a God that cannot lie. He's a whirlwind. He's a tempest. That's why in the Bible they talk about he's he's an awesome God. He's awful. Why would you call him awful? Why would they call him terrible? Why would would the prophet go before him and he say, I was so afraid? He wouldn't be so afraid of seeing a big, gentle man standing there like, come here, my son. It's because he saw a consuming fire, a tempest, a whirlwind. But when he spoke that he lost all power. Now, imagine yourself in the middle of this giant storm. And you're standing there, and God begins to speak, and you're like, (laughs) during the fires up in paradise, people were talking about how the fires were just coming so fast that people didn't have time to even get out of its way. They said it was that the fire was moving, it was consuming everything it touched. So can you imagine being in something like that in heaven? This is why we have to understand that God didn't save us from hell. He saved us from himself because there's a wrath of God that is coming, saints, that we are all found in that wrath unless we be in Jesus Christ. It's not hell that we need to worry about. It's it's God we need to worry about. He's a loving God, but he's a God. He's a God that loves us, but he also loves judgment. And he's, there's going to be a time, but, but I want you to sit down and think about this big whirlwind, this fire, this tempest, this consuming fire that's standing, it's bigger than life, and you stand as a speck in front of God. This, even a speck is, is too big, but you stand there in front of all this thing, and as you're facing it, as you're looking at it, you're going, this is who created me. This is who created the heavens and the earth, and I am now standing in front of a mighty God who can consume me at any minute. That's why people are afraid. That's why they fall on their knees and and worship him. That's why when we get a picture of who God is, when he tells us to do something, we're going to be like, oh, Lord, anything, tell me, and I will go. But instead, we see him as just another mere man that gently asks us, hey, can you, can you go tell that person over there about me? Well, I would, God, but I got things I got to do today. But if we pictured him as this tempest, as this fire, we wouldn't hesitate. That's why I talk about the fear of the Lord. When you have the fear of the Lord, it's the beginning to all wisdom. People say, we want to minimize and say fear. Well, that means just to obey him. 
No, you need to fear God. It says, fear not man who can just take your life. But you better fear somebody that can take your life and your soul. What do you think that fear means? That doesn't mean listen to him. That means you better be afraid of something. But here we have this tempest, this whirlwind, this fire, this, this massive hurricane that destroys anything it touches, that, that if anybody gets close to it, that it, 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 it'll, it'll kill it. But God allows us to go boldly before the throne of grace. When you were sat in the temple, that, that only people without sin were able to go into the presence of God because if they went in the presence of God, they would die. Why would they die? Because his presence, he's a consuming fire. And if we aren't found in Jesus Christ, it's why when, when Moses, Moses said, God, show me your glory. The glory of the flame isn't looking at it. The glory of the frame is the radiance, the, the heat that comes from it. That's the glory. And when Moses asked God, show me your glory, he says, I can't show you my glory because no man could see God and live. You will die. Then he goes on to say that he told Moses, he says, I'm going to set you on a rock. Put the dots together. Let's put the, I will set you upon a rock. The rock meaning Jesus Christ. Not only will I set you upon the rock, it says that I hid them in the cleft of the rock. Not only was he on Jesus, he was in Jesus. And once he put him on the rock and hit him in the cleft of the rock, he was able to pass by him. Moses was able to survive. But if you remember, when Moses came down, the glory that was on God was transposed to him. And as he came down, nobody could even look at Moses because he was in the presence of this tempest, this whirlwind, this category five hurricane that destroys things. When we sit down and think of God for who he is, we would be so afraid. When he asks us to do things. The saints of God. I know he's a consuming fire. I know he's a consuming fire. I know that God is fire. Why do I know he's fire? Because if we look all through the scripture, we see God more as a fire than anything else. We see that the presence, the, the, the show of the presence of God in the temple was there was a pillar of fire over the temple. We see the, the evidence of the spirit of God being in man when there was fire, cloven fire over their heads. We see when the prophet went before the Lord that the angel came and picked up a hot coal and placed it upon his lips. We see here that the writer of Hebrews describes him as a consuming fire. Now I'm about to, I'm just about to finish this right here. This giant, huge, consuming tempest, consuming whirlwind, this storm that destroys anything in its path, as we stand as a speck in front of it, bigger than life, we look. And if we knew that this God can destroy anything as we face it, we have to understand one thing. This big consuming fire, this big whirlwind, this huge tempest is for us. Maybe you didn't understand it. 
This is why when I know that this consuming fire, that this tempest, that this whirlwind is not against me, but he is for me, then I know that I can turn around with God because as this God goes before me, that I can face anything, that I can say, if God be for me, who could be against me? I know that my God can destroy anything. He's my God. And he's not just with me. He wants to live in me. In me. Friday night, indeed I baptize with water, but there is one that is coming greater than I, and he shall baptize you with fire and the Holy Ghost. It's the consuming fire. That's why the prophet said, he said, it's like fire shut up in my bones. He's a consuming fire. And if you begin to see who God is, he's not just outside of you standing there. He's in you. For in him I live, I move, and I have my being. So this huge tempest, this huge fire is with me that gives me power over sin and over the enemy. That authority to destroy, to make, to create, to speak the word of life, to prophesy is not just outside of me. He's in me. It's that same fire, that same God, the consuming fire that rose Jesus from the dead. And he walked on this earth for 40 days, seen among many men, to prove that he was alive. When Jesus rose from the grave, he wasn't the only thing that rose. Other people rose. Jesus didn't just resurrect. He is the resurrection. If you're in here today, come on, Tila. If we're in here today, and you've got some dead issues in your life, Why not allow the resurrection and the life into your life? Maybe you're in here today and you're saved already. But you keep trying to raise some dead things on your own. You're in your power. And the funny part about it is, you know know what? And I'm into sci-fi movies. When you raise dead things on your own, they'll come back to life, but they're lifeless. They'll walk around and move around. They're called zombies. Zombies look like they're alive, but they move, but they have no life in them. You guys get me? They're still dying because their flesh is deteriorating. And some of those things that we wrote, we, we tried to resurrect that died, like some relationships, God intentionally set, set you, separated you, but you're trying to resurrect it. And now you got a zombie relationship. Dead and stinking. Jobs. Your marriage is dead and stinking. But God says, I can bring that marriage back to life. I can resurrect it. Just allow me into it. Allow me into your life. Maybe, maybe you've been you maybe you've been depressed. Maybe you've been going through anxiety. 
and you're trying everything. You read every book, you've done every exercise, you've done all, you've done everything. God said, just let me into it. You do everything you know how to do, but just allow me into the situation and I'll resurrect it. I think one of the problems we have is, you understand it, it was on the third day Jesus rose from the dead. Three days. Some of us get impatient, and as soon as something dies, we try to resurrect it immediately, not knowing that wasn't God's timing. God wants to resurrect some things in your life. There's some things he wants to leave dead, but there's some things that he needs to resurrect in your life, and he's just acting. That's what he's asking today. He says, I need you to see who I am. Just because I came down as a man doesn't take away from my real nature of who I am. I'm still all God. Watch how they describe Jesus. You know, people say you can tell people by looking in their eyes. You ever hear that? Eyes are the gateway to the soul. So I always say, look at me when you talk to me. I want to see your eyes. I can tell a lot of things about your eyes. There was something about Jesus' eyes that I really liked, the description of it. They said Jesus had hair like wool and eyes like fire. Fire. Fuego. He had fire in him. He was God, that consuming fire. <laughs> he was still all God, and he was still the consuming fire. And that same God wants to live in you. You got to stand to your feet. Praise God. That was not my Easter message. Maybe next service. Cristo vive. No está muerte. Muerto. No está muerto. Cristo vive. Listen, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. Let's just be honest. And I'm not looking at anybody in particular. You know, you probably, the last time you were probably in church was at a wedding, a funeral, Mother's Day or last Easter. No condemnation. But the truth is, when Jesus died on the cross and he rose from the grave, he ascended into heaven, but he left us his body. His body is the church. That's why it's called the Corpus Christi. It's called the body of Christ. And the word says in John, it says, if you abide in me, and my word abides in you. People always say, well, the word abides in me, but are you abiding in him? That doesn't just mean following his word. It means are you abiding in his body? The same way you want the word to abide in your body, are you abiding in his body? Are you abiding in a church, a place where there's accountability and fellowship and support, a place where you could grow, where people can point out and say, hey, man, you ain't doing right. But even better yet, somebody come to you and pat you on your back and go, man, you're doing great. Keep up the good work. I see that you fail. Get back up. Let's do this together. That's what church is all about. That's what the body of Christ. I don't know what your past experiences are with other churches. But I do know here at the building, we're not perfect. We make mistakes. 
We fight each other every once in a while, but we listen to the Word of God. I'm just being honest with you. We disagree. There's people in here I've disagreed with and have disagreed with me. But at the end of the day, you're my brother, you're my sister, and love is the greatest thing of all. And we overlook our issues. Whether you know, watch this. We got Democrats and Republicans in here. And we love each other. Amen. We got 49er fans and Raider fans. A's and Giants fans. There ain't no Clipper fans in here. See, God's moving. I'm trying to tell you. Praise the Lord. So we just thank, thank you, Jesus. Um, if you're in here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, let's just get that settled. It's just real quick. It's real easy. It's just a confession of faith. He said, man, I need this God. I need him in my life because I'm just a wreck without him. If that's you, just raise your hand right where you're at. Say, today I want to give my life to Christ. On this same day that Jesus rose from the grave is the same day that I want to raise from my grave. Anybody in here, just, all you have to do is raise your hand. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. You guys pray with me real quick. Heavenly Father, I just thank you right now that you are giving us a revelation of who you are. Forgive us, God, for seeing you as a small God. But you said in your word that your ways are not like our ways. As far as the heavens are from the earth, Lord, that your ways aren't like ours. We want to see you for who you are so that we can move as children of God. God, we just love you today. We thank you for all that you've done. We thank you as we leave here celebrating with family that we will continue to glorify you and honor you. God, I pray right now for those that are still battling in their mind about who you really are. That we know that only you give us the revelation of who you are. And as we begin to receive and as we receive, that we will continue to surrender to your will and to your way. God, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You guys give God a praise. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.